Welcome, Mama. You've got your hands full, I know. As a mama for myself, I can relate to the exhausting days of motherhood with wiping messy faces, correcting attitudes, and picking up those countless piles of laundry. But I have found that if we search deeply and open our hearts, we can experience motherhood in a whole new light. By applying biblical principles, we can have joy, we can have peace, and we can have purpose in motherhood. Join me weekly for a little spiritual water for your weary soul. Hello again, I'm Ashley Caston. Welcome to another episode of the Purpose of Motherhood podcast. Today we're going to talk about hearing God's voice again. We are finishing out a series on that, but we are going to talk about um, what to do after you hear his voice, specifically how you respond to that and um, kind of the purpose or um, the responsibility really is a better word that we have on our parts to obey his voice. And that can be harder than it sounds a lot of times because sometimes we hear what we don't want to. So <laughs> we're going to talk about that. Um, so um, those of you that are new here, welcome. Glad to have you. I always try to share a little bit of something from my world, something personal, um, whether it be, you know, house shopping or things we did that week or whatever. Um, and especially now I feel like this is so fun for me to do because I've taken a huge break from social media. And so I really don't share what (laughs) we're doing with anyone else. So I feel like this is my little, like private little circle of people, um, that I can just kind of share this stuff with. Speaking of, I would love, um, your feedback on this, which you can always email me at the purpose of motherhood at gmail.com. I should mention that more. Um, anytime you have feedback from a podcast, maybe, um, questions that you have, things you would like to see covered on a future podcast, feel free to email me at that email address. Um, or maybe just anything, anything you want to share, um, on your heart. I would love to hear from you there. Um, so I, I was, had this idea the other day, um, because I really do like to share things that I feel like are good resources or, you know, helpful, just things. And that's typically what I would share on uh, my Instagram or on Facebook was, you know, this is a great book that we read. Here's a good, you know, lesson that we did together. Here's, um, how I teach my kids, you know, how to pray, just little tidbits, like little five minute things. And so I had the idea of doing a shorter podcast, um, like a little five, 10 minute, um, kind of sit down chat podcast where it's not necessarily around a certain topic, but kind of just a catch up and, Hey, here's what we were doing this week. Here's what books we were reading. This is a really great resource that I found. Um, kind of just chat. Like if you and I were sitting on the couch together, you were over at my house and I was saying, Hey, you wouldn't believe, you know, the book that we've been reading and like, here's the lessons that we that came out of it and what we've been talking about, or I tried this really great recipe, you know, all the things we would talk about as friends. Um, so if you would let, if you feel like that would be helpful, I would love to hear, just give me some feedback. You can email me at the purpose of motherhood at gmail.com is that address again. Um, let me know if you would like to hear more of that, just kind of helpful little things, resources, recipes, whatever, that you could apply to your week that maybe would inspire you or encourage you. And since I'm not sharing at this point on social media, and I'm not sure how long it'll take me to come back, I don't, and I don't know that I will ever, I mean, I'm not saying I never will, but I just know that the Lord very specifically was speaking to me about that. And 
since cutting that out, um, gosh, it just seems hard to think about going back to that because I feel so free from it. And so those of you, I know that some of um, some of you other moms were kind of talking about similar things about cutting out social media, especially with the new year, the start of the new year. So if you have done that too, I would love to hear from you as well. Just tell me how it's going, how you feel, um, you know, kind of what the perspective that you have now, if you're able to hear the Lord more clearly, if you're able to spend more time with your kids. I think it's important for us to talk about that and to bring it to light that, you know, I don't really think that we're supposed to live this way under that weight um, of, you know, just that constant noise and comparison um, and pressure to perform or, you know, all the things that can come from that. So, um, so give me feedback when you get a moment. Also, if you listen on Spotify, there is a uh, feature now where you can rate the podcast. I would so appreciate that if you have a moment and you can give, um, I think they do stars on there the same way that they do on Apple podcasts. Um, but if you can leave a rating a review, if you have time to, that helps other moms find the podcast so that they too can receive a little hope and encouragement. So you can now do that on Apple and Spotify. I'm not sure about the other ones, but those two you can. And I would so appreciate that. Okay. So let's get started. Um, I didn't really have anything other to share from kind of our personal, oh, except that we are getting more snow this weekend. Last week I was talking about getting, that we were supposed to get a snow day and we did. It was a little more icy, but it made it perfect for sledding down the hill. The girls were flying down the hill on the sled. I actually went too. Um, and it was, it was really, I totally felt like a kid again, but it was really fun because it was kind of icy. So you really could get flying down the hill. We don't have a huge hill in our backyard, but it's a little one. It was just enough. So we're supposed to get more snow this weekend, actually starting tomorrow night. We should get about three to six inches, which is a good amount for our area. So hooray for snow days. Okay, um, so tonight we're going to talk about um, hearing God's voice and then responding and obeying. That kind of that second part of it. And I think that's important to talk about because um, prayer really isn't meant to just um you know, give us knowledge or build up our pride. Like we know all these things because God tells it's no, like, I mean, there's several purposes for it, but there's a responsibility on our part to respond to it, whether that be responding, maybe he's just speaking to us about ourselves and, um, you know, wanting to heal things and clear things. Well, there's that ability, that responsibility there to respond to that and allow him to come and heal. Or maybe he's speaking to us about other people and we have that responsibility to pray for them. Um, it could be that he's speaking to us about, you know, a situation that we need to be careful in. There's always going to be that response, whether it just be response back to him and responding to his love or responding to a command or, um, you know, whatever it is. So that if we don't, if we take away that part, the response, then we're really only getting half the gift, right? The gift, the fullness of his gift, of his voice is getting to participate in it is yes, hearing, but also then responding from that. Um, so a story that I have from this, kind of the biggest one that I can remember that was probably the hardest time for me to respond. <laughs> this is going to say a lot about me. Um, the hardest time for me to respond to his voice was uh, one time when I was praying and, you know, just really seeking the Lord and wanting to just kind of have that deeper relationship with him and um, for him to just speak clearly and, um, I just kind of felt like there was this block, like something 
hindering me going like deeper in the Lord. And I very clearly felt him, um, or very heavily, I should say, felt him impress upon my heart that I needed to ask for forgiveness from someone. And this went back years prior um, to where I just had a lot of like pent up anger towards someone, just frustration. And um, yeah, and I just felt like the Lord said I needed to ask that person for forgiveness. And gosh, it was the hardest thing I feel like I had ever done. Um, I know that sounds dramatic, but isn't it hard asking for forgiveness sometimes? It's our pride, our prideful ways make it like, oh, it tastes like vinegar coming up out of our mouth, doesn't it? It's just like, oh, but I don't want to do this. Um, and so, especially when you know, like, you know, you can sit there and say like, well, but if I, if I ask for forgiveness and I apologize, like they're just going to take it and they're never going to apologize. You know, it doesn't matter. We still have to do it. Right. And so I did, (laughs) I had to really work myself up to do it with a good attitude, but I did. And it honestly brought so much healing to me and restoration and just like, it was so freeing doing that. And then I was able, I really felt so free from that, that I was able to just like move forward in prayer with the Lord. And it was like this giant weight was lifted off my back. Um, and so I could have just taken what he said, you know, listening to you know him telling me or him impressing on my heart that I needed to ask for forgiveness. And I could have just been like, well, that's good to know. Okay. <laughs> thanks for telling me that, but I'm not going to do that. Or I could have just said, well, I'm going to handle this my own way. I'm actually just going to like forgive that person and just, you know, like pray for them, but I'm not ever going to ask them for forget or, you know, publicly apologize to them. Um, so I could have done all those things, but I knew that there was that responsibility like, okay, yes, you've given me this information, but I can't just sit here now and hope it'll go away or try to change it in my mind. I have to respond to that and I have to obey because that completes the gift here. That's where I experience blessing is not just in hearing, but it's in obeying. John 14, 15 says this, if you love me, keep my commands. Another way or another version of this says, if you love me, do what I say. Or if there's another one that says, if you love me, um, follow my, follow what I command you. And so Um, what we see is that Jesus is saying like you you obey out of your love. It's like that respond back in love because the Lord speaks to us out of his love. Right. And so the, the way we respond back is in our obedience to him. That's our love back to him. It's not because he's a God of just these strict rules and order. And he's going to be angry if we don't obey. No, he's a God that loves us and wants the best for us. And so the way that we show that love back, is through obeying because what that does is it shows that we trust him. It's saying, okay, Lord, I know you know what's best for me. So I'm going to step out and I'm going to obey in this because I love you and I trust you. And I know that as I do this, that you're going to have my back and you're not going to leave me stranded, that this is going to, is not going to turn out for my harm. It's not going to, um, become something that, you know, I regret later on. Oh, why did I follow the Lord? It's going to really work out for my good. So when we respond back, we're showing him that we trust him and we love him. So here's a few things that we must be willing to accept as we begin to seek his voice, because it's easy to want to hear his voice. It's a lot harder to 
um, take that responsibility of the action afterwards. And so if we can have a good idea of what to expect and what we need to be willing to do, it helps prepare our hearts. Not that it makes it easy when we, when he asks us to do tough things or when he, um, you know, really challenges us or wants to heal things in us, but we just have to get our mind around that, that, Hey, this is going to be a relationship. He's our father and he wants the best for us. So as he speaks, you know, it's our responsibility. It's going to be our responsibility to do some of these things. So the first one is that we must be willing to set aside our own desires and plans for his. Have you ever tried to change what you feel like the Lord is telling you? I most certainly have. I most certainly still do that. <laughs> that has not changed where I'll go, um, that wasn't right. That must not have been the Lord. Let me think about this again. Let me go back on this. And sometimes, you know, we do miss it and we go, oh, I'm not sure if that was the Lord. But other times we know it, but we do not want to do it. And so we go, ah, oh, that couldn't have been the Lord. Let me try that again. God, did you really mean, have you ever done that? Like, did you really mean, it's almost like that's what we're saying when we try to kind of rewrite his words. Oh, you must have actually meant this, right? Like you must have meant that I just need to forgive them, that I don't need to call them and ask for forgiveness, right? You couldn't have meant that I actually have to call this person on the boat. Um, and so when we accept that responsibility that we have, we are saying that I'm putting down my desires and my will for yours. So if you tell me that we're supposed to move across the state to go and be missionaries, you know, in that city, well, then, okay, Lord, that's it. My will and my desires are second to yours. And so I, I want to be in your blessing. I want to be um, used by you in a great way. And I know that you, your will is way better than mine. Your plan for me is way better. So if I follow yours, well, then I, like, I can't, I, I cannot, um, I can't avoid the blessing. Like when we walk according to his will and we obey what he tells us, we won't be able to get away from the blessing because, um, because of our hearts just seeking him. And so um, ultimately that's, that's for our good that we do that, that we surrender that will and our plans and desires and don't try to change his words, even if we don't like what he's saying. Now, we can certainly go back and just say, Lord, confirm this to me. And I've done that many times with big things where I'm going, oh, this is really big. I just want to make sure that I'm hearing you right on this. Like, Lord, would you confirm this to me? Um, and there is no harm in doing that at all. But trying to change his words is when, you know, we're going, uh, Lord, that couldn't have possibly been you. Let me just keep praying till I hear what I want. And then usually it's just our own thoughts taking control at that point. The second thing is that we must be willing to look foolish for his cause. Okay, so he could tell you to go and do something for someone maybe um, or say something to someone or um, maybe do something that would be kind of out of your character. And that's a hard one for a lot of us. Like, are we willing to look foolish? I'll give you a good example of this. Um, there have been many times where he's, I've felt that he has asked me to pray for people um, to ask them if they need prayer in very uh, odd situations, not necessarily in um, the normal, like, okay, church on a Sunday, right? It's easy to ask someone if, they, if you can pray for them. Um, grocery store lines, that's a little weird, right? <laughs> People might, I mean, you have, you run the risk of looking foolish of someone going, uh, no, no, thank you, you know, or people behind you looking at you and going, mm, that's weird. 
Um, and this might not come after like overnight. So it's not that like, okay, if you can't obey God right now, like if you're not at the point right now that you can pray for someone in the grocery store and look like a fool, that does not discredit you at all. I think we constantly, um, if we're submitting ourselves to the Lord and allowing him to refine us and, and mature us, like we're constantly growing in the Lord. And so, um, there may be, I mean, I've heard crazy stories of people, um, this is probably the craziest story that I've ever heard about someone obeying the Lord's voice. And this is a good example of this, like looking foolish. There was a guy, I mean, this sounds so, the only reason I know this is true is because I know the source and that, that he was, he's very truthful, but he said that he was in the car one day and he, um, felt the Lord tell him, he knew it was the Lord and the Lord told him to go, <laughs> this is crazy. Are you ready to go stand up, um, stand upside down on his head do like a headstand over by a vending machine. Okay. Um, and he was like, no, no, I'm, I'm not doing that. And which I would do that too. <laughs> like that. Okay. That was just myself. But he kept hearing it over and over and over again. He could not ignore the voice. And so finally, um, he did it. He went and this was at like a rest area or something. He went and, um, went upside down on his head in a headstand by the vending machine, probably like thinking like, okay, let me just do this for 10 seconds and get down and run and not even show my face. So he did it. Well, here's what happened. There was a man who came and walked by and saw him and immediately burst into tears and fell to his knees. And so he got down, um, from his headstand and went over to this man, you know, to talk with him. Turns out this man was, um, thinking about ending his life. And he told the Lord, the only way that I will not do this, like you show me that you're real. I want someone standing upside down on their head by the vending machine. Isn't that insane? I mean, you can't make that stuff up. That just, it was just, okay, that is just a really good example of looking foolish for the Lord. But also, what does it say about that man? It says that like his, the Lord trusted him with that. He knew that this man was, if anyone was going to do it, that it was going to be him. And so he put him in the right place at the right time to save that man's life. Um, now the Lord may never ask you to stand upside down on your head, you know, at a vending machine. Hopefully he never does. <laughs> I, I hope he never does that to me, but he might ask you to, to stop um, when you're checking out at the grocery store, you know, and ask the cashier, you know, like, Hey, is there anything I can pray for you? The Lord's got you on my heart. You know, anything I can pray for you for. Um, now I will say just a word of caution. If you ever feel like the Lord is telling you something for someone, um, I just use wisdom and discernment with that. And just, I always say, just be very, very cautious with what you tell people. You never want to be, um, just speaking out of your own desires for that person. It's if it, if it is edifying and encouraging, um, those are always okay. If you're telling someone, you know, I feel like the Lord's just saying he loves you and that, you know, he's got you and, um, he cares for you. Like, absolutely. That's never going to hurt someone. But let's say that you, someone is, you know, trying to buy a house and you're like, man, you know, I feel like the Lord's telling you this is the house for you. Well, then if they don't get that house, you know, it falls through, then it's like, oh, well, does the Lord really even speak? You know, that can actually kind of be harmful. Um, and so, and I think it really comes with maturity too. Like, 
the more that you listen to his voice and the more that you practice it, you will get to know his voice better and you will learn what he sounds like and you will grow in confidence when it's actually him speaking. But just, um, you know, if you're not sure about something, hang on to it before you deliver it is a really good way to kind of um, prevent from doing that, from speaking too soon. So just say, okay, Lord, if this is you telling me that, would you confirm it to me? Or, you know, just keep praying about it and saying, God, was that you? Um, because the last thing you want to do is just speak out and say, hey, you know, the Lord's saying this to you and then have it um, actually be detrimental instead of uplifting and encouraging. So, okay, the next thing is that we must uh, be willing to be on the front lines, which sounds a little scary, right? Like, I don't want to be on the front lines for the battle, but as part of the Lord's army, um, as he puts people on our hearts to intercede for, which often is what ha- will happen. So if you, if the Lord, if you're praying and you just can't stop thinking about someone or he's putting someone on your heart, oftentimes it's so that you can intercede for them, not necessarily so that you can go give them a word, um, but it's so that you can be back behind the scene and they may never know that you prayed for them. And that's okay um, because your father in heaven sees what you do in secret, right? There's that verse about going into the secret room and your father in heaven will reward you. So we don't do it for the praise of other people. We do it for, um, for the Lord solely for, um, him to bring the glory back to him. So, um, as you do that though, you are stepping out on the front lines, um, so to to speak, kind of in spiritual warfare. So as you are praying for other people and interceding, um, you really are like, you're, you're not just a, a kind of lazy Christian that's sitting back and just, Oh, I go to church on Sunday, but I'm not really, you know, praying or not really, you're not a threat to the enemy, right? When you're not interceding, but once you start interceding, um, you get on those front lines, but here's the great thing, um, is that we were created for this. The, the world of Hollywood and um, really uh, many sorts of media exist to bring to to bring a fear to the supernatural world to make us afraid of things, you know, anything to do with angels or demons or all of that. You know, we ha- kind of have the, this like, oh, I don't want to think about that. I don't want to talk about that. And that's because of of the enemy's work through Hollywood and movies and songs or whatever. Uh, the enemy wants us to be afraid of that because if we are afraid of that, then we won't do anything, right? We'll say, oh, I don't want to do that. You know, I want to sit back, but we have nothing to fear. We were created for this. Okay, now think about this for a second. Um, why do we love movies where there's this battle between good and evil so much? Why do we love movies where there's where the the good wins and, you know, maybe battle movies, maybe you're really into that. I mean, it's usually like, you see that in a lot of like, um, kind of like masculine movies, you see like the battles and all that, but still there's always, even in the feminine ones, there's always this battle between good and evil. Why do we love that? Because we were created for that. And so some, this part comes alive in us when we realize that we are meant to be in the, I mean, truly the Lord's army fighting against the schemes of the enemy and we're not to be afraid of it. That's all the enemy's work to try to make us feel intimidated by it. Like it's going to be too much. You know, if we start doing that, we're going to come under attack and it's going to be too much. No, we have the blood of Jesus and nothing can come against us. We have the authority of the Lord to 
um, tell the enemy to flee, but we have to exercise it, right? And so as the Lord starts putting people on your heart, um, we have that responsibility to say, okay, yeah, I am going to pray for them. I am going to stand. I'm not going to be afraid of this. I'm not going to let the enemy intimidate me, but I'm going to listen to what he's telling me to do because the Lord instructs us in prayer a lot um, to intercede on his behalf here on earth. It's us partnering with him, him saying, ask me, ask me to do this. And so he may say, I want you to, I want you to, you know, pray for your church. I want you to pray for your pastors, for their marriage. I want you to pray for your friend who is sick. And we're standing kind of as his representative here on earth saying, this is what the Lord's telling me to pray. And so I'm going to pray. I'm going to ask him. He's asking me to, I'm going to ask him to do this work here on earth. Okay, and the last thing is that we must be willing to let his love change us. As we come closer to him in prayer, the biggest thing that's going to happen is you're going to grow in your relationship with him as you begin to hear his voice. And that ranks above all others because that's where everything stems from. Our authority comes from a deeper understanding of his love for us. And so if we don't have that connection with him, if we don't have that friendship and that fellowship with him then no then we can't walk on the front lines and hear his voice clearly and um you know look foolish for his cause all the things we talked about tonight because we'll have this kind of separation from him but if we allow ourselves to really just soak in his love and understand let him maybe even rewrite that like what we think his love is Um, let him rewrite that to an accurate picture of his love so that we are able to connect with him the way we are created to. Once we do that, we'll have this deep relationship with him from which all else springs from. His love is going to change everything. So we have to be willing to let his love, love change us so that we can truly get to know him deeply. Let's pray. Lord, thank you that you love us, that your love is so deep for us, more than we can ever understand. Thank you that you've created prayer as a relationship, a tool to grow deeper in you, Lord, to get to know you more intimately, to be able to hear your voice. God, I pray that you, in the coming days, would just draw us closer to you and to your voice, and that we would hear you clearly, that you would give us a boldness, um, just that a faith would rise up in us to be able to go and do the things that you're telling us to do as we um, hear your voice and learn to follow you, to listen carefully uh, for you. I pray a special blessing on every one of these uh, mothers for this week. Give her strength, give her peace, and give her joy. In Jesus' name, amen.